first off, calories don't matter. What? How are you? Welcome back to the Spring to Life podcast. I'm Caitlin, your host slash hormone health coach, fertility awareness educator, Pilates instructor, and creator of the Spring to Life method. My goal is to promote feminine body independence and share stories of female resiliency to help you love your body more and unleash your inner superpower, your period. All right, welcome back to the show. I know it's been a while. I'm sorry. I intended to take one week off and it turned into three, but I have a good reason. My whole platform is about loving your period, cyclical living, syncing your life, your fitness, your work, your creativity to your cycle. And I really felt like I was just trying to pedal so hard to catch up with where I was supposed to be. I have this habit, I've always had it, of piling too much on my plate at once and just getting a little bit overwhelmed. So I decided that what would be best for me and for my business and for the show would be to just take a step back, recalibrate myself, plan things out in more detail and really try to align my creation process in my business with my cycle. So that's where I'm at. I'm recording this podcast today in my ovulatory phase where I have the most energy, the most creative juices flowing, and I feel so much more in alignment. So moving forward, you're gonna have a podcast every Monday, and I hope that you enjoy this episode, and if it resonates, maybe you share it with a friend. The best way to support the show is by following along and sharing these episodes so that it can reach a wider audience of women that need to know these things about their bodies. So today we're doing a bit of a reflection. My birthday was in August, August 16th, I turned 32. And being in my 30s feels very mature. And honestly, I've never felt better, better, excuse me. Uh, But certainly my holistic health journey over the past five years or so has something to do with how great I feel, and look if I do say so myself. And it really got me thinking about what I wish 22 year old Caitlin knew. Like if I could go back in time and tell myself in my early 20s, just a few things to just ease my journey, what would they be? And honestly, I've thought about this a lot, even over the past couple years. And it's just, it's great to think about these things, but honestly, At 22, would I have been able to wrap my head around some of these ideas and these principles and these approaches to life? I don't know, maybe not. But if I can help somebody that is maybe entering that stage or has been in that stage of life where they're just really frustrated and feel like they're grinding their gears and working against themselves and feel like a victim in their body because of symptoms that they're dealing with and just not feeling in alignment with themselves, then hopefully that's what this episode will do. It will shed some light on some of the things that 
maybe aren't as important as you think they are or maybe are more important than you realize. So these are things that I wish I knew 10 years ago. First off, calories don't matter. What? I know for so long, the rhetoric just in like mainstream culture and in the diet industry is calories in, calories out. You need a calorie deficit in order to lose weight or hit your fitness goals. And it's just simply not true. Like those hundred calorie packs of snacks that were so popular when I was in like high school and into my early adulthood, those are packed with like chemicals and processed oils and things that induce inflammation in your body. So just because it's 100 calories doesn't mean that it's necessarily better. I literally spent years of my life agonizing over the way my body looked during my professional ballet career. And I know this played a huge part in this relationship, this disordered relationship that I had with food and eating. But hours in front of a mirror in a room full of people with similar self-critical eyes only fueled this dysmorphia that was inside of me. And this led to an unhealthy relationship with food that cast a dark shadow over my quality of life even after I retired my point shoes. For years after I stopped dancing, I was just so critical and so sensitive about my body image and it just, it was damaging to my quality of life. And it wasn't until I began studying hormone health and the menstrual cycle that I truly understood how to properly fuel my body, eat for blood sugar balance, and totally forget about calories. Like I literally never think about calories. I think about nutrient density. I think about the macronutrients that I'm getting, the micronutrients that I'm getting, but I don't count calories. That is such a distraction from what nutrition is really about. Okay, number two, it's not rude to say no. This one was so hard for me and it's honestly still something that I struggle with. I spent so long being a people pleaser and feeling resentful for never really getting what I wanted. It took burning myself out, being everything for everybody except myself, for me to realize that it is okay to say no. And listen, I did not come to this realization on my own. It took coaching. I read an excellent book, which the name I am forgetting right now, but I'll try and link it in the show notes. It was so helpful in helping me break free from that people-pleasing mentality that I had. I always used to feel like I was not justified in saying no if I didn't have a really good reason, but that's simply not true. And I have so much respect for people that have always been able to stand their ground and know the things that they do and do want to do not want to put their energy into, but that was just not me and you know, there's a lot of things that go into that type of mentality. So this has been something that I've been working on for a long time and I probably will continue to work on just with those internal feelings. But the only way to make space for my own wants, needs, and ambitions was to be more selective with what I said yes to. And honestly, this is a huge game changer and it really helped me to respect my own energy in a really healthy way. All right, number three, stop hanging out with toxic people. This is a good one. They might seem fun or chaotic or like a wild card, but they often turn out to be a source of stress or disappointment. 
For me, on more than one occasion, I can recall really going out of my way to help my quote unquote friends who would fail to return the favor when I needed it or would create some form of drama that my nervous system did not need. When people show you who they are, you have to accept it and move on. Your response to them, like if you're enabling their behavior, then they're just gonna keep feeding off of you. And this goes back to being able to say no. Um, But this was a lesson that I had to learn the hard way throughout my 20s because I had such a big heart and I always wanted to help my friends. But you know, you gotta be selective. You can't put all of your energy into other people's cups, especially when it's chaotic. All right, next, trust your gut. Now this is something, especially as women, that I think is so important. Um, When I was younger, I always prided myself on my intuition. Like I can even remember my peers commenting on my good judge of character as early as in high school. But somewhere along the way, I lost the connection to my gut feeling, or at least like I stopped trusting it. And just because you want something or someone you love suggests something does not mean it's the right thing at that time. And this goes for decisions big and small. The sooner you trust your own senses, the sooner your life will feel easeful and in alignment. And you know, this is something that I'm continuing to work on too. Um, I think these past couple things that I've talked about saying no, stopping hanging out with toxic people, trusting your gut, a lot of that goes back to the environment I was in as a professional ballet dancer. You're kind of conditioned to believe that any opportunity you're given is just such a blessing, even if you're not getting paid or the person that you're working for is a total jerk or the working environment is unsafe, but you're conditioned to believe that it's just such a gift for you and you're so lucky to have this opportunity. And that really pushed me far away from trusting my gut feeling. So taking small steps in your life throughout your day of like trying to tap into what is your immediate like gut reaction to things that are presented to you. Like, does it feel like an immediate yes? in your body does it feel like an immediate no and starting to you know assess situations with that lens on them is a big game changer and it's going to help you to stop hanging out with toxic people and it's going to help you to be able to say no much more easily all right next alcohol is fun but it's not who you are As a reserved young woman, I felt so extremely awkward at social events that it was such a relief when I turned 21 and could legally drink. And I say legally because I was in lots of situations before 21 where it was available for me to drink, Um, especially being in like the arts culture, you're I grew up a lot faster. I didn't go to the conventional route of having college. And of course, like there's underage drinking that happens in college, but I was immediately out of high school hanging out with a lot of adults. I started working at a bar when I was 18 with a very lax environment. And there there was just so many opportunities for me to drink before I turned 21. 
But turning 21 really allowed me to have this like freedom and more um, extroverted character about myself because I felt so shy uh, and just so uncomfortable in these social situations because I felt so different from the people <clears throat> that I was around. And it took the edge off and made conversation with acquaintances and strangers much more bearable. And, you know, the truth is that a 20-something body is much more resilient. That version of me could drink the current version of me under the table all night long. While I'm grateful for alcohol in some respects, you know, bartending allowed me to save tons of cash for a big move. Working as a shot girl cocktail waitress introduced me to my longtime boyfriend. It's like right now, I definitely don't like how I feel when I'm drunk. I would say I live a sober curious lifestyle now, although I rarely, rarely choose to drink alcohol because I just don't like that feeling of being buzzed. I definitely don't like the feeling of being drunk. And honestly, that is so opposite of what it used to be where I was like, okay, I need to get a little bit of a buzz so I feel comfortable talking to all of these people, especially when I was bartending, you know? And I've realized that's just not who I am. I feel so much better when I'm not inebriated like that. So, you know, occasionally I'll have a celebratory drink, but for the most part, I am a California sober. All right, next, hormonal birth control is not the answer. No surprise here, you know what I believe, but if I could go back in time, I would never have gotten a hormonal IUD. That device wreaked more havoc on my body and sense of self than all of these other mistakes that I've already addressed combined. My months-long experimentation with the pill when I was 20 should have been enough to tell me that my body would not thrive with these synthetic hormones, but I trusted the nurse instead of my gut. The problem is I didn't have access or even awareness of the type of education and knowledge I have surrounding fertility today, so I can't even say that I would have had a safe alternative outside of condoms. I had no idea that you could track your fertile biomarkers when I was in my early 20s. And I just think that it was so damaging to my health and how I felt about myself. And it even was damaging to my relationship because it changed me so much. So if I could go back, I would say no to the hormonal birth control but would I have listened? I'm not sure. <laughs> okay, last thing that I wish that I knew 10 years ago is that there is no time like the present. I spent a lot of time dreaming about life would be like once I accomplished X, once I saved Y amount of dollars or just put in enough effort at this job. And while I'm not against dreaming at all, I think it's so important to dream and to visualize the things that you want. Spending so much time dreaming about the future really dampened my experience in the present because I was so unhappy and I was avoiding it. And the problem was that I was not taking aligned action to get me to my dreams. I really wish I had realized this sooner, but I also would have missed a lot of lessons along the way. 
So, you know, I wish I could have told myself that hindsight is 2020, but moving forward, I know that there is no time like the present. So let's go through and just recap those. Number one, calories don't matter. Number two, it's not rude to say no. Number three, stop hanging out with toxic people. Number four, trust your gut. Number five, alcohol is fun, but it's not who you are. Number six, hormonal birth control is not the answer. And number seven, there is no time like the present. Now, this is by no means a comprehensive list. I know there are many more things that I wish I knew when I was 22, but these are the things that have really helped me to feel happy, successful, and at peace in the present moment. These are things that I still remind myself of now because life and comparison can easily derail us from our paths and our purpose but I'm so proud of where I am today. Uh, And making this list has me thinking about what I'll be wishing I knew 10 years from now when I'm 42, which is like wild to think about. Um, The biggest mistake is to close yourself off to learning, to changing, and to healing. We have the power to design our most beautiful dream lives. We just need to listen to the voices within ourselves. So I hope that one, two, three, all of these life lessons resonated with you. If they do, I would love for you to either leave a review for the podcast or share it on Instagram and tag me and you know, just spread the word. I love connecting with you as my audience. So thanks for being here. Thank you so much for tuning into the Spring to Life podcast. It means so much to me to be able to reach you wherever you are listening. Make sure to check out the show notes. I'm going to try and link that book that I was recommending, and I will link all of my resources as well. Like I said, if you learned something new or you resonated with this conversation, please share, tag me in your Instagram stories. I'm at spring to life method, leave a five-star review or simply share it with a girlfriend because all women deserve to know their superpower. 